Andrew, do we have you this time? Can you receive my transmission, Mr. Wilkins? We finally have you. Andrew Peard reporting from the dark side of the moon. So actually (laughs) quite good that it only took us four minutes to to get a signal. Is it as dark as they say, Andrew? (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's dark. It's cold. I'm all alone. Thank you for yeah. reaching out. Yes, and they now have an NHL expansion team, which is exciting. So, <laughs> yeah, at the low, yeah. low price of one billion dollars. Yes, it, it, they will draw more fans than they do in Arizona. Uh, <laughs> I hope Gary Bettman is listening; he'll be really offended. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for taking time for me. Sorry about the brief uh, glitch there with the connection. Uh, a lot I want to talk about with you. Uh, now, I, I I saw and I told people this, and, and you and I obviously. Hockey is a, a huge part of our professional lives, but we do like other sports. And I, we saw each other this summer after the Elks were shut out by BC. I know I told this story briefly uh, well, in an interview earlier this season. We were like, oh, my God, what is going on? And now they actually look like a real football team. They, but now you're you're working during some of the games. So you didn't even get – did you get to see any of the Saskatchewan game? Zero. None of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know what, though, Reed? I think I'm the cooler because every game I miss, it's a classic and they win. So, right. <laughs> you know what? I got to just keep not watching. Uh, right. <laughs> just so you keep missing games and they'll be fine. So that's all right. <laughs> tell, us how the, well, tell us how the weekend went. Because uh, what did you do? Two games in Grand Cash? Tell us about those games there, the, the setup, how the community received you guys and all that fun stuff. Yeah, it was uh, it was amazing. Reed being up uh, in Grand Cash, and it's uh, it's a credit to uh, uh, Kevin Rodomsky, Kurt Hill, the Prince George Cougars, and the Western Hockey League for just uh, allowing us all to to go up there. And uh, uh, a big tip of the hat to the community of Grand Cash. Um, we were the to- talk of the town. Um, it was sold out crowds each and every night at the uh, Grand Cash Recreation Center. They had a big gala for us on the Saturday night. Um, they were just so so accommodating. Uh, the entire town was just you know happy to have us up there, and um, it was a really cool experience. And, and to go and and show these people some some WHL hockey, something they traditionally don't get the opportunity to see. So uh, it was a real neat experience. Um, a first class uh, town. Uh, and I think, uh, obviously, uh, we look forward to someday getting back there. And as well, the two games were, were really entertaining, a couple of one-goal games between the Oil Kings and the, uh, the Prince George Cougars. So it was a, a nice little setup to get us ready uh, for uh, the Bullets starting to fly for real this weekend. Now, where else did you guys play preseason games? Because I believe you had at least one in Enoch. Did you hit any other communities? Uh, no, just Enoch, and then we're down in Red Deer for a, okay. a game at the, the Centrum against the Rebels. Okay. All right. But still, it's good to expose the other places to, mm-hmm. to WHL hockey. Because uh, Grant Cash, is that, how, what is it, like four and a half hours for Edmonton? How long did it take to get there? Yeah, about, uh, about four and a half hours. You get to Hinton, then you head up Highway 40 for about, uh, about an hour and a half. It's, the drive, i got to tell you, Reed, it is very scenic. Uh, you need to be on your toes, though. It's, uh, it's a two-lane highway, and there's wildlife galore up there. But uh, you know what? You're driving with the mountains uh, in the view um, and some, some just really good scenery. So uh, it was a lot of fun getting up there. It's kind of right in the middle, I would think, between Hinton and uh, Grand Prairie. Right. So that kind of helps you out with uh, the geography of it. Yeah, uh, I think I might have played some high school volleyball in Grand Cash, but I don't, I don't know if I've been up there since. But yeah, it's kind of a kind of a neat part of part of the province over there. T- tell us, uh, I, I know there are some returning players. There are some new guys. Who's sort of a veteran or two that you're thinking, like, hey, fans, you you might want to come see this guy this year because he's going to be taking a step for the Welkings. 
Well, I, I think Gavin Hodnett is, is obviously the guy that comes to mind. He was a 16-year-old last year. Um, and as far as 16-year-olds go in the Western Hockey League, he was the, the, the fourth highest scoring uh, player born in 2006. So, um, you know, he had a really good year for the Edmonton Oil Kings. Obviously, it was a down year specifically offensively for Edmonton, but each and every night he did provide something of a spark. And I think this offseason, Kurt Hill has done a really good job to go out and, and add some pieces, uh, whether it be uh, a guy like Aiden Litke or a guy like Adam Yeko, the new import that they've got. Uh, that's going to help. Uh, Gavin continue to progress and then you know you, you mentioned veteran guys I think Rhett Melnick I think he's poised to, to have a, a bit of a breakout year obviously last year was a, a tough one his first year here in Edmonton but you know what he got named captain in January uh, you know heavy lays the crown sometimes but I, I think it was the perfect timing by the the management staff and the coaching staff of the Oil Kings just because you know we, we knew we weren't going to the playoffs and you can let Rhett sort of just ease his way in uh, spend a couple of months having the C on his chest and just understand what that's all about. I think he's a lot more uh, comfortable here uh, with the with the Oil Kings and, and a lot more comfortable in his role. So uh, I'm really looking forward to a, a big year out of him as well. All right, what's coming up this weekend for the first couple of games? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's the the classic home and home with the uh, the Red Deer Rebels. We'll start it off uh, Friday down in Red Deer, seven o'clock puck drop at the Centrum, and then it's the Oil Kings big home opener uh, on Saturday, September twenty third, seven p.m. Tickets are available at OilKings.ca. We're we're hoping for a big crowd. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun with the Oil Kings this year, and you know we got a lot of uh, new stuff planned throughout the year through our promo nights uh, as well. We've got uh, an all new uh, kids menu coming to our, our concessions. Our, our fans have been asking for it for a long time, and we've got some some really exciting stuff planned there it's it's an all-new menu with a, a lot of different options a lot of combos on it and the best part is read everything is ten dollars or less oh that's awesome well you guys do yeah. a great job uh getting fans in there and and keeping people interested and, and entertained for sure uh and I, I was excited for you and for oil kings fans um, I, I'm sure people know the Oil Kings radio history. Uh, they were on 1260 for several years, uh, back when uh, AJ Jackie was was doing the games, and uh, the, then you know, Corey Green was doing some games. You're not doing the, but you've had, you never did games on 1260, right? Have you been web only? No, no, I've done. I did uh, the last two years that the games. Well, were you on did 12, do that many. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so and then so then it was the games were through OilKings.ca. But I'm pretty excited for you guys. Tell people how they're going to be able to listen now this year. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, obviously, we we've struck up a, uh, an agreement, a broadcast agreement with uh, iHeartRadio uh, Canada, so you can get us on the iHeartRadio Canada app. So you just download that. Uh, we have our own channel on there. Just search up Edmonton Oil Kings. You'll find us, like us, uh, and then you can just tell your smartphone or smart smart speaker just hey, play Edmonton Oil Kings hockey. And uh, starting 15 minutes before each game and until uh, 15 minutes after uh, the final horn, you'll be able to to listen to myself and uh, occasionally my good buddy. Guy Flaming, uh, who does uh, the uh, color commentary and Oil Kings broadcast, so uh, it's it's a lot easier to access than it, it had been for the last three years. Uh, we're really really excited about this partnership, and uh, uh, if that all sounded too complicated, you can still go to the Oil Kings website. If you click on the drop-down menu, you see radio, click it, and we'll start playing. Uh, that's all you got to do. Oh, perfect. Okay, so OilKings.ca still has uh, the so after the in that post-game show, like could I call in? <laughs> I, I want to be the caller this can, time. We'll have a text line specifically for you, Mr. Wilkins. Well, I think that's just your phone, but uh, yes, that's, I suppose. 
I suppose I could do that. That's, that's that is correct. No, just I'm I putting you a bit on the spot here because I, I like is this is every WHL team uh, streamed or do some of them still have traditional over the air radio deals? I think some of them do. I just wonder how it works. Do you know around? No, the- yeah, the majority are still on on the traditional, um, you know, radio station. Whether it be in, in Prince Albert, Swift Current. Uh, I mean, obviously Calgary. They're on uh, down uh, down the road on uh, nine sixty. And uh, the only other team that's actually internet only is is the Portland Winterhawks. They do it through their website uh, as well. But everybody else has uh, some form of uh, a radio deal. But you know, just kind of. Uh, it seemed to make a lot more sense for us to, to go this route, and um, I, I think you know there's there's uh, a lot of opportunity ahead for us with this new deal. So it's uh, it's really exciting, and uh, you know it's it's all about the fans, and uh, you know they've been asking for an easier way to, to listen to games, and I think uh, we found that solution. Well, I'm glad to hear that because uh, I mean I know from doing Oilers games, it's an international sport. I mean, you and there are players from all over Western Canada and into the states. So if parents or family can't always be there, it's it's an opportunity for them to listen as well. Uh, is there? Uh, I'll ask you another on-the-spot question: Is there a favorite in the dub this season, or a team that's looking like all right, that's the team that that takes the step toward? I, I know you'd like to say the Oil Kings, but I'll, you can't pick your own team. Like who's looking strong this year? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. It's you know it's it's kind of funny because there was that that three year stretch where I think it was the Edmonton Oil Kings were were the betting favorites from the the time we dropped the puck on opening night until uh, either COVID shut us down or uh, we got to the 2022 WHL Championship Series and they were able to 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 win it. And then you look at last year, I think I mean I could have predicted, you could have predicted back in September, it's going to be Winnipeg and right. Seattle <laughs> in the WHL final. And sure enough, that's what played out. Uh, this this year, I, I think it's 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 a lot more open than it has been uh, in years past. I, I think about the Eastern Conference. I think the Red Deer Rebels are on the precipice of of getting over the hump. They've got a lot of uh, players that are maturing at the right time. Kalen Lynn, the Nashville Predators product, uh, he jumps off the page right away. Um, he's going to be a, a big time player for them. Um, you know, you look at the Medicine Hat Tigers. They're probably still a year away, but I, I think they'll make some noise getting to the playoffs. They got a young 16 year old by the name of Gab. Gavin McKenna, uh, fans, if, if you see the Tigers coming to town, you're going to want to come on down to Rogers Place to see that kid play against uh, your Edmonton Oil Kings because uh, he's a special talent coming through the league. And then, you know, out west, it's it feels like it's pretty wide open. The Prince George Cougars are a really good team this year. They've got Riley Height and Cohen Zemer coming back, uh, a deadly one-two punch up front. But, you know, apart from that, I, I, I think uh, every team has uh, a reason to feel optimistic right now uh, in the WHL. Andrew, I love having you on the show. We'll have you on throughout the season. Of course, we'll be featuring many of your players and coaches as well. Uh, So you guys are in Red Deer Friday, home to Red Deer Saturday at 7, oilkings.ca to check out the schedule and get tickets. And you're working Friday during the Elks game, so that bodes well for for the double E then. Lay the money hard on the Elks money line, I'll tell you that much. All right. Hey, man, thanks for coming on. Congratulations on the iHeartRadio deal. We'll see you around the rink, man. 
Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for the kind words, Reid. That is one of my good buddies, Andrew Peard, play-by-play voice for your Edmonton Oil Kings, checking in tonight. So as he said, you can still listen through the Oil Kings website, but I'm glad they've sort of uh, have an increased uh, broadcast range there, more opportunities for people to listen uh, as well. Home and home against Red Deer. So in Red Deer Friday and uh, home to the Rebels Saturday at 7 o'clock. All right, it is 7.47. Blue Jays looking very good. We'll give you the updated score. It's Inside Sports on 6.30, Chet. All right, so uh, here's how the show has gone so far. We had a big-name guest uh, cancel at the last minute, and then uh, Andrew Peard and I couldn't hear each other for a few minutes. <laughs> but, but we're getting through it. Hey, in the grand scheme of things, there are uh, much worse things that could happen. So I hope you're uh, bearing with us through the show tonight, uh, Inside Sports on 6.30. Ched. Blue Jays up 7-1 in the bottom of the ninth. The Yankees do have a runner on first with nobody out, but the Blue Jays tacked on three in the top of the ninth, so they're looking very good to get the uh, uh, win there. I often say, Aiden, this show is uh, meant to be entertaining and uh, informative. I learned today that you can't get a Pokemon game for your PC. Not that I ever would have got one, but now that I now I know that if I w- was looking for one or wanted to buy one for somebody, that I couldn't get one. So that's good. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three DM sending me an email inside sports at six thirty ched dot com saying Trey Ford has absolutely transformed the Elks. He's created openings for Kevin Brown at running back, and I think the O line has played much better too. Yeah, I gave those stats earlier. The Elks rushing yards per game with Ford at quarterback. These aren't Ford's yards. This is everybody's rushing yards combined. 173, 165, 163, 239, 226, and 265. Uh, It's totally different. It doesn't even seem like the same team. I I saw the power rankings that somebody put out. They put the Elks fourth. I thought that was a little much, given that they're still... Uh, I mean, if you just go by record, they still are the second last place team in the league, but they, they have won four of their last five. They uh, Now, they haven't beaten anybody. This is an interesting thing. Only three teams in the CFL have records over 500 because Winnipeg, BC, and Toronto have hogged a lot of the wins. You got three teams at six and seven. Uh, so Edmonton has not uh, beaten a team with a with an over 500 record, and they got tough games coming up, but they do look a lot better. They do look transformed. Aiden, what do you have coming in? Yeah, right now I've got uh, from Pete and Heat, Chris Jones accidentally saved his job by finally firing his buddy and putting in Ford. Uh, well, Pete and Heat, that quite a handle. My goodness, we get a lot of rhyming. Um, yeah, did will this season save Chris Jones's job? It might. It 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 might if they win a couple more down the stretch. I know six and twelve wouldn't be very impressive, but six and four in your last ten with a promising quarterback, all of a sudden you feel a little better about next year. And I look, I, I we've talked about that a lot. Um, yeah, I mean McAdoo wasn't good. When did you make the change at OC? They waited to the bye week. Hamilton did that as well to make some changes. It's it's probably a little smoother to do it during a bye week. Um, but yes, I mean, everybody who listens knows I wasn't a fan of McAdoo's play calling. And I was at the point with Cornelius where I felt bad for him. I, I mean, you could just see his confidence having been eroded down. And now he's made some important plays with those, the passes on the fake quarterback sneaks and and uh, being effective in, in short yardage. Did Chris Jones accidentally save his job? I know some people are going to see it like that. I know he's been accused of stubbornness, including by me in some regards. But 
Ford is in there now. And, and I will say this, just to play devil's advocate to the people who want to bash Chris Jones and saying like he didn't like Trey Ford or wouldn't put him in. Chris Jones drafted Trey Ford in the first round. And like I know the CFL draft is is different than you know the NHL draft. They're only drafting Canadian players. You got to go out and get the Americans. But I mean, he did draft him pretty high, so he he thought he could be a player. So you know, let's not act like Chris Jones was out to drive Trey Ford out of football. He, maybe it took him a little longer. He didn't recognize or have faith in his abilities as soon as we would have liked. But Trey Ford is on the Elks because. Jones did did draft them, so I think you just got to remember that side of it as well. What else you got, buddy? Uh, there's not a ton, but right now we've got a text from uh, Nader. He says, "Hey, Reed Nader here. I'm listening for the first time in a long time. Show has changed much. Like the interview with the Peterson kid, just went through Brooks on the way home to Medicine Hat, which Pierre just talked about that McKenna kid. Oh, good. Yeah, good stuff. That's from Nader." Yeah, Nader. How do you spell that? N-A-T-O-R. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. well, thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah. Did uh, you say the show has gone through a lot of changes over the years? Yeah, it did. Well, the, yeah, well, because when, when, when I started hosting the show, it was a soap opera. Not a lot of people remember that. It was a soap yeah, opera. And I said, let's do a sports show instead. So <laughs> we, we got to do a sports show. That's and pretty cool. It was cool. a full-on soap opera. Who's good? <laughs> Did anybody take the bait on the laptops? Yeah, uh, we've um, we got one, but um, he just said Lenovo's. Lenovo's are good. That's that. That's well, the that's, text. Okay. And there's, well, there's not a name. Sometimes the off-topics <laughs> don't go very far. Lenovo's are good. Everybody I heard it on Inside Sports. <laughs> Lenovo's are uh, are good. Well, that's good because I got a Lenovo, so hopefully it'll work. It's a ThinkPad. Maybe it'll help me think. All right. So here's what's happening tomorrow. Uh, the Oilers are starting training camp. So it's the medicals and the physicals tomorrow. Uh, there will be some players available to the media. So we'll have clips from some of those guys uh, Well, throughout the day once we get into sportscasts. Of course, Stoffel has orders now from 5 to 7. I'll have some clips and audio for you on Chelsea on Chet from 2 to 5. And then we'll have inside sports from 7 to 8. So uh, I was talking about the storylines with Brendan. You got the PTO players. You, you got Sam Gagne, who is mostly beloved by the Oilers fan base. You got Brandon Sutter, who I think has a skill set that the Oilers need for a player that's likely going to be on the fourth line. My question there is how is he going to be after not playing for a couple years? I I know they're in good shape. I I know they stay in shape. I know he's worked hard to get back into shape. Is it going to be good enough shape to play in the NHL in this age? And then Adam Ernie, who uh, Mac T identified as maybe a bit of a a wild card, a guy who could step in and do pretty well. Uh, Eight preseason games for the Oilers. Yes, it is a lot. Yes, I'm one person who has said, I wish they played fewer preseason games. Can't they play six and let's get it. I mean, I doubt we're going to see McDavid or Dreisaitl in either of the first two games. Maybe we don't even see them in the first three or four. Uh, I mean, who knows? I think they get a little bit of uh, input into when they're going to play. So I think we'll see a lot of of younger players, a lot of prospects, especially in the first two or three games. I think you'll see a fair number of the players who just played in the Penticton tournament, and now they come to Edmonton and they get to spend a few days with the big team, and they might get into a game, maybe two, depending on their draft pedigree and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I would expect that 
you'd see the uh, Borgos and Aikis and Max Wanders of the world uh, in the two games against Winnipeg. And, uh, you know, the others have a home game. The, the Wednesday game is a home game, actually, against Vancouver. Maybe some of the big guys get into that one. I don't know, but you're still a little ways off. But a busy week uh, next week. You got the Jets. Sunday and Monday, uh, Vancouver next Wednesday, and then the following weekend, the 29th and 30th, when the Elks are on a bye, you got games against Calgary and Vancouver. So they're going to be going through a lot of players over these next couple of days. I, I'm ex- I, I'm curious to see how Holloway looks. I think the preseason is a little bit more important. Well, not a little bit. It, it is flat out is more important for the younger players who are still trying to craft out a role. I mean, look, if Connor McDavid plays three preseason games and has one point, all right, that's that's fine. That's that's life. I, you know, I think Holloway, you want to see him be a little bit productive, then use his speed and use his size and get to the net. I, I think you want to see Philip Broberg start to round out his game and, and become the player that everybody hoping he's going to be. And I, I put Vinny DeHarnay in that role a little bit as well. He was a good story last year. He absolutely works his butt off. He's absolutely a great person and a great teammate. Um, you know, can he be more settled into the NHL than he was at times last year, especially in the postseason. So those are the things I'm looking at. And of course, Jack Campbell and Nett, but we probably won't evaluate that as much until we get into the regular season. Okay, I gotta go. The music is telling me I gotta leave. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of the show. Aiden Gannam, your studio producer this evening. Aiden, you did a great job. I hope we get to do many more shows together. My name's Reed. Talk to you soon.